<laughs> All right, ready? I'm Meredith. I'm Elise. And, and this is your 20s. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we are here today with like, I'm so excited about our guest today. It's Ariel D'Angelo. She is an LGBTQ plus self-love and sexuality life coach, right? Yes. Um, and Ariel and I met in Cape Town. And I was a junior. You were graduated at that point, right? Yeah, I was graduated. <laughs> yes. So Ariel's 25, I'm 22, but we just clicked in Cape Town. We had some very, very interesting experiences up in Cape Town. As they do. <laughs> Lots in Cape of fun Town. stories. Um, but we just, I was thinking who would be a good guest to have on our show who's kind of, because we've interviewed a lot of people that are in their early 20s. You know, in twenty, you're 25 now, so right in the thick of it, um, and started your own business, your life coaching business, which we're going to hear all about today. Um, and if you, we'll plug all of her socials later today. But if you check out her website, she is pretty much, and Elise just said this, the reason we started this podcast. We want to talk to people like Ariel, who literally have just got like followed their passions, made it their life's work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're going to hear all about it. And I'm so excited. I'm literally like, can you tell? I'm just, Yeah, no, she's amped. I'm she's amped. amped up. And I'm amped up too because I love meeting people who are doing what they want to do with their life and yeah. are helping people too. Like, I'm so excited for this interview. So yes. first of all, thank you for thank being here. Yes, thank you so much. We're so excited to thank have you. you. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Like when I saw that Mare was... I didn't know you yet, Elise, but when I saw that you guys were doing this podcast, I was like, that is so epic and important. Like, we need more people in their 20s telling stories and sharing information like this because it's just and having these conversations. So I'm really pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having of me. Of course. And I just want to point out I'm wearing my Women Are Powerful and Dangerous t-shirt. One of our yes. guests, Samson, this is his shirt. Well, do we still have the discount code? Probably. We have a discount code if anyone wants this shirt. Um, and it's just very fitting for mm -hmm. the powerful women we have on this podcast today. Feminine, so, divine feminine energy. Yes. Also, I turned 22 yesterday, y'all. Yeah. Happy hey. birthday, bitch. Hey. I'm two years into my 20s. Yes. We're, we're thriving. And then we're after thriving. this, we're having a little mini celebration for Tonight, yeah. Her. Mini. Hey. Nothing I do is mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll She's very extra, you will find out. Big Leo energy. Uh, well, I'm excited to see it from afar. Yes. <laughs> so where are you located right now? Mm. Well, I am typically based in New York City, um, but just with all the quarantine stuff going on, I've been traveling back home to Boston uh, pretty frequently just to get some outdoor space and not be in a small New York apartment. So... So yeah, I, I'm technically based in New York City, but I, I'm moving out of New York anyway this month, so. Are you moving and you're going to be home in Boston for? Um, maybe for like a few weeks, but I really just kind of want to use this time to Airbnb and maybe go to the West Coast for a little bit, just because I don't need to be based anywhere. I just need to have Wi-Fi, so. <laughs> that is just like, that. that's so you. Like I feel like every time when we met in Cape Town, you're like, I'm not sure where I'm going to go next. Like, should I just stay in Cape Town? Should I move to LA? Like, I'm just, I'm not sure. Like, you're just, I feel like you're very free spirited. And I just think that's so cool that you don't necessarily have to have a base. You just, as yeah. long as you're doing what you love, what you love to do. And like you said, you have Wi-Fi. Exactly. Exactly. I do think that there's something nice about like grounding into a place. So I don't know if I if I do do the Airbnb go the Airbnb route then I probably will want to be somewhere for like a, at least a month or so just because you know moving around can be a lot but I'm definitely a nomad at heart yes I feel like you definitely are I love to be on the road <laughs> yes that's awesome so I'm just gonna give like a, a brief background and then I'll let you obviously describe your background too but Ariel and I um, met in Cape Town, South Africa when I was a junior in college. I was doing a semester internship abroad. Elise had actually done the same program a semester before me and then uh, Ariel and I met through VA Corps, which is the, the program that we did. We don't need to get into that. Um, but um, it, was, <laughs> it was an interesting program, we'll say. Um, but 
we just met and I feel like Arielle and I had so many conversations about um, at, at that point in my life, I was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do, but I feel like you were very inspirational for me because at that point in your life, you had graduated and you were like, I need to figure out career wise, like you were very kind of stuck it in that, what do I do next type of vibe. But you had talked to me so much about how you wanted to just help people and, you know, doing the life coaching and things like that. So I just kind of want to know like where you're at right now with that and how um, that changed since we were since we last saw each other in Cape Town. Like what has been kind of the timeline of your life coaching? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I can give like a little bit of a snippet of my journey just with figuring that all out. Um, So in college, I definitely like hit a point where I realized that I was really stuck. I mean, there was so much from my past that I just had never processed and I was just suppressing everything that I had gone through because I was so scared to really feel it and confront it. And I was just kind of the person that you would look at and be like, she's so happy all the time. Like everything's great in her life. And meanwhile, like inside, there was so much turmoil and so much chaos. And I kind of realized that that all started coming to the surface, especially when I was figuring out my sexuality. I was like in a really secret, toxic, abusive relationship. No one knew. Um, I was like thinking that I was maybe gay, but I wasn't really sure. I mean, there was just so much confusion. And I ended up going to this retreat where I really healed a lot of that trauma. And I just left that retreat feeling like an entirely new human. And when I first, that, that was kind of my first experience in the personal development and healing world. And after doing that, I was like, okay, I want to find a way to incorporate this into my life, but I didn't really know how. So I graduated college. I ended up getting certified as a health coach, and then I got Reiki certified, um, and I was in the process of working at different mental health organizations, outpatient centers, thinking that I was going to go the route of applying to school for social work, grad school for social work. And it was interesting because when I was expressing that to other people, there was so much external validation around that. Like, oh, you're going off and you're going to do something so amazing. Like, because it was like following that traditional path. And if you know me, I am like the most unconventional, untraditional, like I don't like following rules. I'm all about the taboo. Like, that's just not me. So, (laughs) yeah. Elise, you too. Yes. I love yeah. it. I love it. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's actually so amazing. But in our society, we're all conditioned to think we need to go get a corporate job and fit in and like, you know, sit at a desk all day long and feel fulfilled doing that. For some people, that's great. That's awesome. They're meant to do something like that. For me, I was just like, nope. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to go to Cape Town. And while I'm in Cape Town, I'm going to apply to grad school. And I got to Cape Town and I was just so fucking resistant. Like there was such a block. Every time that I would pull up an application, I just couldn't go through with it. Um, And it was in Cape Town that like my head just cleared. I just stopped getting so confused about what path I was going to take in order to help people heal. And I signed up for this NLP hypnotherapy life coaching certification And I was like, all right, I'm just going to try it. And I got home and I went through with that. And I was like, yes, this feels so aligned. I'm ready to start my business. So I... Well, now, can I interrupt you really fast? Yeah. Was this your first trip to Cape Town or your second trip? Because I remember... Sorry. So I, for anyone that's listening to this, I studied abroad in Cape Town when I was in college. And then when I met Mare, I was there after college in the process of applying to grad schools. And then I was like, nope, not applying to grad schools anymore. (laughs) Actually doing this alternative certification instead. Um, So yeah, so that was last summer, summer of 2019, that I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready to launch my business. And things have just kind of kept going from there. That's so awesome. So when you... Also, I have just another side question. What is Reiki? Can you explain that? Yeah, so Reiki is basically a form of energy healing. 
to put it lightly (laughs) for anyone who's listening. Um, And I incorporate that into all the work I do. So even though I do online coaching, I still bring energy work into everything that I do. Also with the hypnotherapy aspect, I like lead a lot of my clients through meditations and visualizations. So I've really just taken all of the certifications that I've ever done and created my own methods and techniques and formulas from that. And you specialize in self-love and sexuality. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, that is the, that is, I mean, the LGBTQ community is my niche and my passion. Um, My mission is to help people in the LGBTQ community live an empowered and liberated life that's aligned with their truth. And just because that was such a struggle of my own and I felt so imprisoned in like my own being and I just really want to make the coming out process so much easier for humans all around the world because everybody deserves to love whoever the fuck they want to love, be whoever the fuck they want to be, and, you know, live their life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you talk about the turmoil that you were feeling, you know, feeling imprisoned, and then you went to the retreat is the retreat kind of like the the shifting point and when you realized okay this is what I want to make my full-time career if, if you want to call it I guess yeah so honestly um I mean that retreat it's called the Hoffman process it's a seven-day retreat and that changed my entire life I don't know where I would be today if I wasn't if I hadn't gone through that program like I don't even know if I'd be here. Like I was in such a dark place and I left that retreat just finally realizing how much I loved myself and just that I was like ready to live a life that was rooted in self-love and connection to myself. And I just, it shifted absolutely everything for me. So after that, I knew I wanted to make this a part of my life, but I think there was still a little voice inside of me because I was in college at the time. Um, And I saw all of my friends kind of going through the traditional interview process. And so a part of me was like, okay, like I would love to do this work, but maybe I try like fitting into the, the corporate world for a little bit. And then this is always a good backup plan. But really that's what my passion was. It was to help people heal. And I realized that each time I went back to Hoffman for you know, follow up, refreshers. I just got even more connected with my truth and that my purpose in this life right now is to help LGBTQ people heal and love themselves. That is incredible. So if you don't mind, I mean, you're a very open book. We've, yeah. Ar- Ariel and I have just, I feel like laid it all out <laughs> in very open ways. Um, yeah. But so what was some of the, inner turmoil that you were experiencing that caused you to want to go to this retreat I mean can you describe and sometimes it's impossible to put words to because I've been there as well but um just so anyone out there listening if they're feeling similar at all what were some of the things you were feeling trapped by oh gosh the list goes on and on um I think that the main thing was that I I was so depressed and I was so anxious and I I had just, I realized that like all of my inner demons were just coming out. Like the beliefs I had about myself, that inner narrative that played in my head was so toxic and mean. Like I was so mean to myself Mm -hmm. and I just fully felt like I didn't deserve to be alive, that like I didn't deserve to be here, that my friends and family would abandon me if they ever found out that I wasn't straight, that I was better off living the rest of my life in the closet. And I just felt like so trapped. And I was like, why me? Why me? Every night I'd pray to God and I'd be like, please, please, like, don't pick me to be gay. Like, pick anyone else. And I think it was also so confusing because I would look in the mirror and I'd see myself and I was like, I'm like so feminine. I love makeup. I love dressing up. Like, and I'd never seen that. I I never identified with any of the LGBTQ role models that I saw in mainstream media. I just felt like I didn't relate to who they were or what they were like. And there really is no such thing as like a stereotypical lesbian. But mainstream media does, does perpetuate that idea. 
And I was like, okay, so I mean, I can't be gay. And that made things so confusing for me. Um, just because there was no representation in our, we live in such a heteronormative society. So it caused me a lot of confusion. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of my demons and my darkness, it stemmed from, you know, childhood stuff and then the abusive relationship I was in. And then also trying to figure out my sexuality amidst all of this while also being in college and having to deal with the things that every other college kid deals with. Um, so yeah. it just felt like my world was like closing in on me and I had nowhere to run to. Well, I think it's pretty admirable that you would even say like, I, Hey, I need help. Like, you know, like I can't figure this out by myself because I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck mm-hmm. with their mental health. I mean, I've been in positions where I'm just like, it's, it envelops every sense of your life. And there are points in time where it almost feels more comfortable to just live in it you know it's almost like a safe space it's if that's kind of backwards because it's not safe but the thought of breaking out of that negative toxic habit um, thought process whatever it may be seems more scary sometimes than feeling happy like the concept of I can just be happy I can figure out how to live a life where I can be happy seems so foreign to so many people that they're like, well, I'm just not even going to try. I'm just going to kind of, you know, go with what I was fed and, and try to figure out. And I think that's where, especially in your 20s, mm-hmm. your especially early 20s. in college. I was going to say, college yeah. is such a difficult time for so many people because you're just not, like, you haven't figured it out yet. You know, like, you just haven't, mm-hmm. there's so many missing pieces to the puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. And especially with, like, mental health and and your happiness like you're just like some people just go down a path that is just so far from that and it's so hard to break from that you know to get back right on the back on the path because think about like when you were a kid we talk a lot about like your 20s versus being in your you know I don't know eight years old and being just like so confident and happy and with who you are and now I don't know like what happens but then it just like it's like things happen every day and build up to where you get to a place where you're just so far from happiness. Yeah. And, and you I, don't even know where to start. Yeah. And I think like anyone yeah. who's listening to this, who, you know, can relate to, um, where, I mean, I know I've been there, Mary, you've been there, Ariel, you said you've been there as well. If you can relate to being there, just know that it will get better. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is so much happiness out there for you. Yeah. Um, and like you went to that summit, um, was it was it a summit or was it just a conference yeah, or retreat? retreat yeah. yeah, but like <laughs> something will happen in your life that will be the first spark, right. you know. And obviously that was down that was the first step towards a road towards happiness for you. But you will meet someone who will spark happiness in you, and you know, like it, yeah. it you will find happiness. But again. it's your decision of whether or not you're going to run with it. If you're just going to yeah. say, like, and you had said, like, oh, maybe this will just be a backup plan. You know, right. I'll try it. Um, but I think, yeah, the radical notion of making that your your plan A right. is like crazy to some people yeah. and crazy to our society that like, hey, there is a different way that you can go about this, mm-hmm. but not enough people have, I think have, you know, made it normal. Right. Um, so people are like, ah, no, that seems too difficult. So I was about to say, Ariel, you ran with it. Yeah, you, <laughs> you did. ran with it. And I'm talking about like. I mean, it has been a journey. Entrepreneurship is definitely a journey. And there's so much I want to say in response to what you just said. First of all, starting with the programs that run in our subconscious mind that have been there throughout our entire life. The reason why that feels comfortable is because those systems have been running for so long and they're fed to us through society, through religion, through education, through our parents. And so to imagine operating on a new improved system feels really scary and uncomfortable. And, you know, for me, it was just about realizing, fuck, like this old operating system is not working anymore and I need to upgrade it and I need to just fucking surrender and release all this shit. And a huge part of that also is feeling it, you know, sitting in the emotions, feeling the emotions, releasing them. And we, there's so much shame around feeling what you need to feel. 
And there's so much shame around talking about mental health. And that's something that I really, really want to change, to normalize that. Because we all struggle with it, you know? Let's be real. So... So yeah, so that was the first thing I wanted to say there. What was the second thing? Like everything you guys are bringing up is so awesome. Um, yeah, the journey. So I had that as a, black, a backup plan. And then it just became like, this is my plan A. There is no plan B. Like people would, friends would be like, what are you doing? So like, what if your business doesn't work? Like you're just kind of all of a sudden like putting a lot of eggs in this like one basket And I was like, no, 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 it's going to work. It's going to work. And I just held that belief and I ran with it. And I, a huge part of that was trying to just embody the identity of an entrepreneur and a leader and a teacher in every way. And that was also uncomfortable for me to show up as this person that like I hadn't shown up as in the past. And I realized that the only way I was going to make it work is if I fully believed in myself. Yeah. didn't really matter what the haters wanted to say but I had to believe in me and that's what that's what that's what got me here so yeah well I feel like I struggle with that too like Elise and I've had a lot of conversations about and Elise is a little bit she's further ahead of me in that journey than I am I'll fully admit it um but uh, we obviously would love to make this full time like this is what we do for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. um but I feel like there's just I and all, we can get into like limiting beliefs because I know that's a big part of what you talk about but I there's just this block that I have where it's kind of like I just you know yeah but what if but what if and what if this doesn't work and I need to have something to fall back on oh sorry our camera all right we're good um and you know it's just this sense of I can't fully allow myself to just dive in because it's mm-hmm. not only a fear of failing, but for me, it's more of a fear of, oh, what if this works out? What does my life look like then? Absolutely. And I feel like in most of my life, you know, I'm kind of your standard, you know, did it by the book. You know, most parents would be like, hey, I'm proud of my kid over there. She did what she needed to do. And obviously I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've had, but they don't um, fill that void that you're looking to fill and I have noticed that I'm not I'm just not that afraid of failing I have a decent amount of confidence that most of the things that I were would take on I would do well enough but I I have the opposite I have this fear of being um like I said the fear of success and all of the change and discomfort that that could possibly bring into your life I think is a lot scarier maybe mm-hmm. than just failing because yeah. if you fail okay you fail and you get back up and you brush yourself off it's fine but what if like what does my life look like after that that scares me more than anything else yeah. so that's like an amazing amazing point there because I think that for me too the, the my fears were mainly the fear of success because there was so much intertwined with being successful that scared me right. And that was holding me back and keeping me at that level that I was used to living at. So it was like preventing me from breaking through to reach that next level. And something that I've learned on this journey is that there's no such thing as failure. Like it's we in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, we say that there's only feedback. There's no failure, only feedback. So it's like either you win and you succeed and you feel really awesome about something or you're just like oh okay now I know what to do better next time so everything is like such a massive learning experience and um yeah I I mean we could talk about limiting beliefs all day but even you acknowledging that and being aware of that is so huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely I think like I just think a lot about how how people have those throughout their entire lives like I see people and it's not necessarily with their career but just limiting beliefs towards anything and I'm like if you if you literally think and say out loud what you want your life to look like it will be there there's power in that it will be there eventually it'll it'll, it'll take time but if you believe it with your entire heart like you said you believed in yourself and now here you are like it's just there's so much power in in believing in yourself and knowing that you can do it and that yeah. you there's not like I've decided for myself too like I'm not gonna stop until I I see what my life 
I'm until I get my life where I want it to be. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I've decided. I decided a year ago on my birthday actually at 21. I was like, I'm I'm not gonna stop until I get what I want, and that's just what it is now. And I've accepted that. And there's so much I don't know, and I know that, but there's well, so much I've learned in one year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, look at the growth. Yeah. Look at us in like one year. Yeah. Look at you. You've only had this for a year. You know, like it's just it's just beautiful to see people like you living out and manifesting what they want and doing it and getting it like that's mm -hmm. so empowering to me especially as a woman like yes oh oh it makes me so happy to see that yeah you know? well and as a member of the lgbtq community i mean you see i i, I love life coach i love life coaching you know instagram platforms like that i i think it's great i follow so many awesome accounts body positivity, all of those things, but I don't think there is a ton of representation. I follow lots of influencing, why do I keep saying influencing? Influencers, Influencer. yeah, that's the word. I'm also very curious, I won't interrupt you, but what your thought process is on the term influencer, but we can get to yeah. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so, um, you know, those accounts with women who are using social media in a more positive, less showy way. I love that, I love the realness but there isn't a ton from what I've actually experienced, and maybe it's also algorithmic and what I'm being fed. Um, not a ton of influencers in the LGBTQ plus community who are representing the type of, and I'm just gonna say the type of lesbian that you are saying that you feel like you didn't see a lot mm -hmm. as a young woman trying to figure out your sexuality and being that for for so many people. So I'd love to hear kind of the challenges of that process, the the beauty of kind of taking up that role and what that's looked like for you. Yeah. So I guess like when I first came out over Instagram, um, that was kind of me like declaring like, okay, everyone, I'm gay and now I'm going to be an LGBTQ plus life coach. And um, I like was not expecting to get the overwhelming response that I did. I mean, there was just so much love and so many people just messaging me saying how like I in some way inspired them to come out or like it, it was just incredible to see that ripple effect. And I realized initially I had a lot of fear in coming out over Instagram for the first time just because everyone I followed on Instagram was straight. I didn't know, I maybe knew one gay person on Instagram. And I, so I was really nervous about how that was going to be received. And I realized that the fear was just not enough to get in the way of my mission and my passion. And that if I were to put out this message and it were to even impact one person, that would be enough. Just remembering the place that I was in. So coming out almost became like, yes, it was very much for me. It was to help me feel more empowered in my identity and in my truth. But it more so became something to help the other people around me and to normalize it. So when I was in an environment where I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to come out right now. I don't know if I want to say I'm gay. I realized, okay, what shame is present that I need to look at and think about how this could help someone in this room. So I was like, all right, let's just leap. Let's just leap. And I just like made leaping like the theme of my year. And I feel like it's a theme of my life because I really do think that when we are courageous and when we do leap, that's when we are rewarded. And that's when the universe shows us, you know, what's possible and what's next. I love that concept because I think that even for us as we're doing this podcast and so many young creatives or entrepreneurs who want to do something, it's that you get so bogged down in the beginning of, I don't know if I know enough to be the guiding person in this, yeah. right? So, but just leaping in and realizing that as you guide and as you influence and as you speak on it, you're going to learn so much about yourself in the process yeah. and take up a, a leadership role whether or not you feel like you're ready for it or not. Right. And then it's almost like, a, I hate to say it, but kind of like a fake it till you make it. And then you realize like, oh, shit, I'm good at this. Like, you know, like that's been the biggest thing for me too, is just jumping in and whatever happens, nine times out of 10, it's gonna be a great positive learning experience. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I just think that's hugely important for anyone that's looking to to leap into something that they're just not 100% sure how to navigate, for sure. Yes. Definitely. I also really want to talk about TikTok <laughs> and your TikTok and how you, I guess, grew that platform for you and what that platform means to you. All of it. Tell me everything. Oh, it's funny oh, as yes. fuck, yeah, We were stalking your TikTok before this and we were cracking up. <laughs> the one, okay, where... What was she was like? She you were like inside, inside your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Thank you for my. Your house is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, if you're listening right now, go check out her TikTok. It's Ariel D'Angelo, right? right. That's, yes. that's it. Yes. Ariel D'Angelo. It's hilarious and wonderful and all of the above. So, but did you have one that like blew up? Right. Yeah. Um. I think they're well. So one of them is almost at 2 million, which is crazy. Um, See, that's just the universe, man. I, I don't even, I was shocked. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few of them have really like blown up, which is awesome. And so, I mean, I, I would have never expected this. So basically with TikTok, um, I kept hearing about TikTok. My younger cousin was on TikTok and I was like, I don't understand this app. Like, I don't know how you work it, whatever. So one day people kept telling me like there's a really amazing gay community or LGBTQ plus community on TikTok. And I kept hearing it and I was like, okay, interesting. So interesting part about this whole story is that on Instagram, I felt like I was holding back from showing my whole self because for anyone that knows me, they know I'm goofy. I'm slightly inappropriate. Like I just, I love to joke around and I felt like on Instagram, there was this pressure to come across as this like really professional coach. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really showing all the different parts of myself on Instagram. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just create a TikTok to make LGBTQ plus memes and like jokes because I felt like as someone who was growing up, I followed this like lesbian account and secretly, or I, I didn't even follow it because I was scared that anyone was going to see that I followed it. And she would often give like lesbian memes and lesbian jokes. And I was like, wow, this is so inspiring. And this is making me feel like who I am is normal and okay. So I knew that there was a lot of healing that could take place just through like telling jokes and telling stories and being inappropriate um, because that exists for straight people. So why should that not exist for people in the LGBTQ community? So, <laughs> so I was just like, all right, I'm going to like, just try to have fun on this app. And yeah. I started having fun on it. And then all of a sudden, like, like a f two weeks into like really using the app, like a few of my videos just started like getting a lot of views and kind of not blowing up, but I was like, wow, like I have the ability to reach people here. So mm -hmm. I just kept doing more of that. And it was interesting because then all of a sudden, all of my clients started coming over from TikTok. So I was pulling people into my coaching programs and they originally found me on TikTok. So I was like, wow, there's something here. I can be my authentic self. I can be inappropriate. I can be funny. I can also be a leader and a healer and yeah. a coach. Um, but I can still bring in those people who I'm meant to work with or meant to be friends with or meant to collaborate with. And it's just been, uh, oh my God, I am so grateful for TikTok. It's helped me grow my business in so many ways. I've made yeah. such lifelong friends through TikTok. Um, and this past week, you know, there was a scare that TikTok was going to be banned in the US. And I just had so many people in the LGBTQ community DMing me, messaging me, saying like, this has been the only platform that's made me feel safe. Like I've been crying nonstop because I'm so inspired by the LGBTQ people that I see on this app. Like, so that was a whole thing that, that, wow. yeah, that's been and like very present. Especially LGBTQ people that I see on this app. Like, so that was a whole thing that. Wow. That, and yeah, I think especially because TikTok is so young. So it's so important for young people to see people like you, one, not only living out their passion and doing whatever the fuck they want to do with their life, and two, obviously, lesbian representation and just, like, loving yourself and just being comfortable with their sexuality when they come into it, you know? Yeah. When well, using humor, like you said, I mean, I think people, 
underestimate the power of a good joke to just bring people together. And I also like the point that you said about how it let you be like your true authentic self. And I think so often, especially as you kind of, it's almost like you hit a point in your life where you're like, okay, now I have to be presentable and now I have to kind of come across to the world as this mature, you know, all together, whatever it may be, that highlight person that you see on Instagram or social media. And I think that's such an outdated concept that you have to be, um, you have to compartmentalize your life in some way like that. Like I think the whole professional versus personal, yes, there's a time and place, sure. I'm not saying no boundaries whatsoever, but it's so refreshing when people realize that the person that's maybe higher up in the world or someone that they look up to is just like a normal fucking human being. Like if I were to look at someone in a, for example, a corporate position, a CEO who does something like that, I'd be like, that is hilarious. That is relatable. That is being a person and like more people I feel like deserve access to that yeah if that makes sense and so i just think that yeah realizing that it's although it can just be a fun dancing app there is more to it i think that's really cool you know and tapping into those networks for sure um but so i i want to veer back a little bit and talk to you about some of like the techniques that you use with your coaching business um obviously you don't need to dive into all of it because I don't want you to to give away your products and services for free, but just getting an idea of if people are interested and if that's something that they want to do and just what you've learned through it too. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of began my coaching journey with one-on-one coaching. And um, this spring I launched my signature group coaching program called Unleashed. And in Unleashed, it's a six-week group coaching program that's centered around sexuality. And we really help people in the LGBTQ community release any limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living authentically and feeling empowered. And they walk away from the program like fully embodied in their truth and their authentic self, free of these old beliefs and patterns that just have not been serving them. And they're finally able to step into that identity and love themselves. So that program has been absolutely amazing. I This week on Wednesday night, we finished round two of Unleash's last call. And it was just such a magical wrap to the program. We have it launching again in September for anyone who's listening to this um, and interested. And I will be launching it throughout the next year. So... It's, it's just an insanely transformative program. And not only do the people leave feeling so connected to themselves, but they also feel so connected to the other humans in the group. Like we leave as family. So it's really special. Community is, is so important for young people yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it is so important for them to have that community as well. Not only see people doing and representation and all that, but having people to talk to and connect with and who are going through the same similar struggles yeah well and and being in your 20s too I'm thinking it's such a transformative transitional time like I'm 22 just graduated kind of like okay what now you know and I think a lot of people LGBTQ plus or not feel that way so having kind of you have to search for those communities it's kind of something that you have to take on yourself you know and and that can be daunting because you're just trying to figure out like oh and you know for some people i need a job i need a place to live things like that yeah money it can't be a rat race though you need a a group of people to fall back on to keep yourself sane and grounded and i I just think that's so think of like human nature like we were literally born into a family to have people we were people are meant to be with around people and with people and learn from people like we were born into a family we obviously like you're like my sister like you meet people along the way and it's just so important to have and fall back on those people when you need it and help them when they need lift it up absolutely and yeah I mean it's just been it's been so cool to see this program come to life and and what you're talking about like just having that authentic communication and connection has been so key for these people and also realizing how when they heal at a subconscious level which is what we do inside of unleashed everything in their life starts falling into place 
Like yeah. their finances, their their job, their family life, their relationships. I mean, it changes everything for them. So that's also been really cool to see happen as just a result of doing this work. And wow. I think I think of healing for me as kind of dismantling old habits mm-hmm. and old habits that you think are what you're supposed to be doing or are serving you. And then you slowly realize like, oh, fuck, this has been the thing that has limited me this whole time, which can sometimes be really discouraging because you're like, well, what if I had figured this out sooner? But I think just learning how to, you know, healing via dismantling to me is my definition right now in my life of self-love, which I have the question on here too, which brings me, I wonder if you can tell us what self-love means to you because it's, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my journey with self-love, as, as you both know, just from a little bit of what I shared, um, I had no fucking clue what self-love meant. Um, you know, when I was in college, people would be like, Oh, you should love yourself. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that (laughs) means. So when I went to Hoffman, that retreat that I went to, I realized that like self-love was just feeling connected to myself on such a deep soul level. And self-love means so many different things to me. But I think that one of the biggest things has just been like working in harmony with every aspect of myself and realizing that I can love myself and have compassion for myself through every part of my journey and process. And Um, yeah, self-love is something that goes so beyond just like self-care and like, you know, getting a massage and doing a face mask and taking a bubble bath. And, you know, that's, that's great. That's awesome. But for me, self-love is really like sitting with myself and going deep into healing my old, you know, childhood wounds and loving myself from the inside out and finding out how I can work in harmony with yeah, every aspect of me. Wow, that's so, that's yeah. so powerful what you just said. It's I, going beneath the surface. Right, it's also just loving your journey, like loving that dark place that you were in because that's a part of who you are now. Like mm-hmm. everything that's happened to you has presented the person that you are now. So loving that dark side that happened to you, um, that's also how I see it too, but that's very powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're actually, Meredith and I are getting self-love tattoos yes. next week. I, I'll send you a picture. It's like a like a woman hugging. kind of hugging herself, and we're oh going to get it right here. I'm also just obsessed with, like, just, like, coming into my femininity. Like, turning 22, I really thought about just ha- what being a woman means and, like, loving the curves and the stretch marks and everything. Is I'm so passionate about, you know, body positivity. Yeah. Um, but just coming into, like, what what being a woman means and so like even it's self-love yes but it's also just it shows like the curves of a woman too at least in my design and i'm i'm so excited it's just like i love that yeah send me a picture sounds amazing self-love is different for everyone so i think some people just automatically think it's loving your for a lot of women at least your body and being comfortable with how it looks yeah and i think I'm slowly like it feels like I'm not even kidding you like this week alone I've realized it is so much more than that it is like loving the core of who you are and like you said being comfortable with the shitty parts of who you are and not being you know not being kind of complacent to those and and looking at those and saying okay what can I do to dismantle whatever causes me to think that way but then also loving the part of you that's just a badass and and you know your strengths but loving your weaknesses as well I just think is it's it's kind of a feeling that you can't really describe but once you get there you almost just know it you almost it feels like you're elevating to like a different level of understanding that's how I yes and like living at a different frequency and something that I always tell my clients is that all of these patterns, all of these limiting beliefs, all of these narratives that have existed in our subconscious mind are not truly our own. You know, they they are society's limiting beliefs or they've been passed down through generations to us and they were never truly ours, they were never truly our parents. They're, right. they're not really anyone's, but 
just getting my clients and myself to a place where we can figure out who we are without all that other shit that's become piled on top of it, on top of our, our soul and our truth from the moment that we were born. So just really getting back to that place of recognizing who our true essence is and loving, loving that. Well, I think too, I think about, you know, my parents and the generations before me, how they're so um, kind of ingrained in the concept of doing things a certain way. And a lot of people, when you say, hey, I'm going to do it a different way, get so defensive and they're like well what's wrong with you that's never gonna succeed you're never gonna follow your dreams and I think I've slowly started to realize that reflects does not reflect on me that reflects on the same limiting beliefs that have been pushed on them for generations and generations and the discomfort that maybe they feel that they didn't honor their truth and follow the dream that they had because everyone has one everyone has something also with that we are so lucky to live in a place where we can market ourselves for free. We have yeah, Instagram. You have true. TikTok. You can literally run your own business because of Instagram and TikTok. That's where you get your clients, you know? Yeah. Like, we yeah. are so unbelievably lucky, to, and we need to take advantage. Yeah. We have the tools. We have. We can communicate with anyone in the entire world through our phone, yeah. on, through our fingertips. That's crazy. Oh, That's my crazy. gosh. It, it is so wild, and, and I am so grateful for social media in that sense because it's been everything for me and so many people in the lgbtq community and there's also a balance with like how much i'm on social media because of my job but um yeah i I do feel so grateful that we have like access to this free marketing tool which is i mean it's mind-blowing so i have two more questions before we wrap up um so i think it's important to kind of tap back into the lgbtq plus community what would you tell fellow 20-somethings, you know, 20 to 29, doesn't matter, um, who are struggling to honor themselves, accept themselves, find themselves? What would you tell them? It's kind of a loaded question. That's a lot, but... Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, I'm just thinking of my younger self and what she needed to hear. And I wish that I could go back and I, and I do this, I do this work all the time, but I'm like, I would go back and I would just hug her and tell her that everything is going to be so more than okay. And that ultimately I was going to alchemize my darkness into my light and into my true gifts and into my purpose and that I was gonna use this period of suffering to help so many people. And so what I always, you know, like to express to people in the LGBTQ community who are struggling and they say, I wish I was where you were at. I wish I was doing what what you were doing. I say like, this is why you're going through this now and no one deserves to experience this. No one deserves to feel this, but one day your darkness and this struggle and these obstacles are going to become your superpowers. And to just stay in it, to know that you're never alone. You have so much love and help around you at all times. I mean, the LGBTQ community is massive and so amazing. And there are people waiting for you with open arms and open hearts. And to just be with yourself, have tons of love and compassion for yourself through this process and know that it's all going to be more than okay. I feel like I almost just shed a little tear. I'm not even kidding. That was very well put. Very what well put. I, and I just think the intersect the intersections too of being a woman and being a gay woman. I yeah. mean, being a woman is hard enough as it is. Adding that element, um, I I don't know what that feels like, but I am so grateful to know people like you who do know and who are voicing that and giving people the opportunity to understand it. The world would be such a different place if everybody knew how to love themselves. I mean, if we all loved ourselves, we would be able to love each other with, you know, so much more abundance and just unconditional love and compassion. So that's my mission is to slowly (laughs) influence one person at a time into doing that. 
I love that so much. I just feel so lifted and like. Yeah, you're my type of person. Like we. This let's conversation get was just fantastic. But before we end everything, um, please plug all of your socials and where people can find you if they're looking for coaching. Yes, yes. So you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Ariel D'Angelo. It's A-R-I-E-L-L-E-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. <laughs> Same hey. on Instagram and TikTok. I also just launched my brand new We The Rainbow account on Instagram, which is going to be the Instagram for my LGBTQ personal development company and organization. And if you want to be a new follower to that, that's at We The Rainbow with two W's at the end. I love that. So that's your new company then. I mean, you have your self right or is this an extension of that yeah so like technically everything that i'm doing is under the umbrella of we the rainbow the lgbtq plus personal development organization but i'm like the face behind it <laughs> the name behind it um so i'm i'm going to be advertising my programs and events on both platforms so either way you can find me there any of you listeners i highly highly recommend um, tapping into her resources. You will not regret it. Even just having literally a Zoom call, I, it's it's insane the difference that it, yeah. that it will make in your life. So thank yeah. you so much, seriously, for being for doing this with us. It's so this good to meet fantastic. you and see you. And I know that you were a big part of her Cape Town experience. Yes. So. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me here. This conversation has elevated my vibe today and I'm just my heart feels so full and I'm so I'm, I feel so honored to just be able to speak to you both and then also share with your audience so thank you for having me really fast for the listeners uh, be sure to give us a review yes. on Apple Podcasts Spotify iHeartRadio it means a lot to us go follow our Instagram at this is your 20s or this is your dot 20s um, Twitter this is your underscore 20s go check out our YouTube all of that Website, thisisyour20s.com, has everything that you need, blog posts, all the links to our socials. Yes. Um, if, you're for, if you're forgetful like me and can't keep track of all of that, <laughs> it's all in one place. So yeah. check us out. Okay, should we do our little tagline? Yes. Okay. Alrighty, y'all. You start. So you may not have your shit figured out. But that's okay. This, this is, is your, your 20s. 20s. <laughs> all love. All right. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Bye.